The sounds of a toy remote control belonging to Arthur Unthank, the child of Rachel and Adrian from the Unthanks. I recorded that and thought we might use it on the podcast at some point. Never got round to doing it. But as this is the Young'uns podcast end of year clearance sale, we are playing all of the files that still lurk on the computer that haven't been used yet. And that is the purpose of our end of year podcast. So, so we'll pepper the, uh, the sounds of the toy remote throughout the podcast. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? Uh, But that's not all. That's not all. (laughs) Believe it or not, we've got more. Uh, I will be donning my dog collar and uh, transforming before your very ears into the Reverend Eagle. As it's uh, coming to the end of the year and we're entering a new year, it seems only opposite that I should provide a spiritual and moral lesson, a thought for you to uh, think about as we enter 2016. During our singing weekends, which we do, we did three singing weekends this year where we take over a youth hostel and uh, we do singing workshops and teach songs and play games and do quizzes and all sorts of other activities uh, which I'm not allowed to mention because uh, when you sign up for the singing weekend, you have to sign a a non-disclosure agreement. so I'm not allowed to say what we do. It's, uh, my goodness, but I'm still... I scrub myself daily, but I still can't get rid of the evidence. It's still lurking. Uh, but anyway, um, but one of the things we do on the Sunday, I send everybody off on their way with a little bit of a Sunday service, a little bit of a Sunday sermon, don my dog collar and become the Reverend Eagle and impart a story or two from my life and then appropriate it to fit a certain spiritual or moral lesson in the style of a vicar. And we shall bring that to you on this week's Young'uns podcast. Also, I embarrassingly start talking about a disastrous folk festival that we once attended only to discover that the organisers of that particular folk festival were sitting in the room listening to the gig. I have an idea for a new song, my second song potentially in the young'uns, courtesy of a UKIP MEP, and we are talking crap on this week's young'uns podcast. Well, we do that every week, you could argue, but we are literally talking crap on this week's young'uns podcast. Some children attempt to take over our gig in Nottingham, and we discuss South American cuisine in Lewisham. All that and more coming up on this, our Young'uns Podcast end of year clearance sale. It's the Colourful Music Show. Thank you, Arthur Unthanks Toy Remote, for that. It is the Colourful Music Show, uh, the Young'uns Podcast, although there isn't actually any music this week. I mean, it's quite a good jingle. If we did a, if we did have a special guest on, we could maybe use that jingle in the future. I might keep that. A couple of weeks ago on the podcast, we heard a story from Trevor from the folk band Rap Squillion, who imparted a tale about how his stepson was nearly run over by Princess Diana. Well, Trevor got back in touch with us after the podcast was released to inform me that he was talking about this incident with his son. And then his son piped up with a similar kind of story. Hello, David. The plot thickens. My own son has just informed me that he was almost run over in Corporation Street, Birmingham, by the two erstwhile gladiators, Wolf and Saracen. He obviously wasn't ready. It's something going on, isn't there? There's something going on here. Is it a coincidence? Princess Diana tried to take out his stepson. Failed. 
The two gladiators, Wolf, Saracen, have seemingly joined forces with Princess Diana with some kind of odd celebrity vigilante squad trying to take out his family. I mean, albeit a very lacklustre and hodgepodge celebrity vigilante squad. I mean, Princess Diana, fortunately for... Uh, she was obviously... Her death was mourned by so many, but I'm sure not mourned by this particular person who breathed a sigh of relief, the stepson, thinking, my goodness, I mean, I was wondering when she was going to try again for round two. And he maybe thought, that's it, now I can sleep easy. I, you know, I've avoided Princess Diana's engagements at any possible opportunity. Anytime she's making an appearance, I make sure that I'm, I'm the other side of the world. I'll do whatever I can. He breathed a sigh of relief, thinking that all was fine. But it wasn't just his stepson that they were after. Trevor's son is also seemingly being hunted down as well. And again, a failed attempt. They're not very good at this. Granted, but there's something going on. Uh, we need to try and get to the bottom of it. But I mean, now that I've heard this on the podcast, maybe the attacks will suddenly become more frequent. Perhaps they'll come out and be public about this, or maybe we force them underground even more. Maybe the gladiators, Wolf and Saracen, listen to the youngest podcast thinking, oh my God, I've been rumbled. Or maybe now I have become an enemy of this celebrity vigilante squad. Who knows how many other celebrities are out there? My goodness, keep your ears to the ground, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, thanks for that. Keep us posted if anything else happens. And uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll help you here on the Youngers Podcast. All the best for the new year, Trevor, and your family. I really mean that. I mean... Press the button, sing a song, learn some numbers, count along. We could start with number one. Changing channels is such fun. Ah, I thought we needed to break the, uh, the tension. I was getting a bit serious there, so I thought we needed to put a tie remote jingle there. And I'm a, a little bit, uh, I'm glad that, I think that was quite a fitting one, because he said, uh, let's start with number one, and we're going to start with clip number one right now. But he did encourage people to change the channel, uh, which I'm not too happy about. It's almost as if Arthur Unthank is trying to sabotage the podcast. Maybe it's his cunning plan. He got me to record the uh, the toy remote because he knew there were subliminal messages going on here. Telling people to change the channel. Do not take heed of the toy remote. <laughs> I think I've had too much to drink and weird f- foods to eat, too much cheese and things like that. My brain is, is quite odd. It's uh, coming up with conspiracy theories here, left, right and centre. Anyway, our first clip relates to another story that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Let's head to Bristol. Yeah. Nobody knows. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, yeah, yeah. Look at that, Mr. Gillen. Oh, no. You've not got it with you? No sex tonight. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so you can do anything for a laugh, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, including anyway. That's not bad. So, Mr. Gillen, I was quite funny at the that's got nothing to do with the next song. No, well, the next song is a love song. It is. And it's, uh, <laughs> um, it's what we rolled about in the morning after. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this couple came up to us yesterday at our gig in Derby. And, um, and we said, there's a brilliant gift that these, this one of the people had given the other half. Now, these are only, I think they're like 17 year olds. Two. A teenage couple, basically, and uh, her present, or his present, sorry, to her, to ask her to be his beloved, basically. They both love folk music, and they both love us. So, I mean, they've, they've got to be together, really, haven't they? Because there's nobody else who will be that criteria, so... 
And it was also that sort of brought them together in a way, because what she'd done is she wrote in this beautiful letter, said, my love for all, forever and all this kind of thing. And, and they sort of reproduced, she reproduced this, not they've reproduced, but she reproduced. <laughs> Really I'm telling you this story. Do you know what I mean? It's a story. No, it's fine. I'll get there. I'll get there. It's fine. <laughs> if, I'm still, if I'm still talking in 15 minutes, you can step in. All right. I'll get there. It's fine. Um, no, see, what she'd done is she produced the sound wave of Love in a Northern Town. So she put it on a computer and she printed out the sound wave of the song because of the poignance of the lyrics. I think basically she couldn't afford a CD. But it's just a great cheap way of doing it. It was a beautiful, a beautiful gesture. So there you go, that's what I wanted to tell you about. And I did in a real unique way. Thank you very much. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the story where we all have to like sort of young and show and tell where we just try to tell a story. Michael, your turn. <laughs> I remember something funny happened to you seven years ago. Tell us. <laughs> It's doing it again. Stop encouraging them to change the channel, you bloody remote. Oh, Arthur Unthank, trying to sabotage the Youngins podcast, getting people to listen to something else. Anyway, uh, it's, it's quite fitting, though, that I should talk about a child trying to take over a podcast, trying to sabotage a podcast, because that's what this next clip pertains to. So that was an excellent, uh, surprisingly spontaneous, considering how brilliant it was, link to our next clip, which comes from Loudham. We've got time for a couple more songs. And should we give Dave an... Uh... Oh, I thought you were going to say me then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we give Dave on the sound and, and Mario a round of applause? Dave on the sound said to me, David, you're the only person, and I've been doing this for years, doing this for years, and you're the only person I've ha I have to apply a special filter to your voice. So I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a insult. <laughs> I'm the only person you have to put a filter on my voice. Man, I guess. What is the filter, Dave? Just for future reference. Yeah, I take yeah. it off. You take it off. Normally, I have a basement cut. On, on oh, right. so you're following this, everybody. Normally, he has a basement. So I'm I'm officially unfiltered today. David Eagle unfiltered, everybody. I hope you're enjoying it. Very basic. Am I? Well, thank you very much. What's the most know you can go do is on these Well, now I'm unfiltered. I have no idea. I try, I try to think. Hold on to yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this, we've got children in here. This, this, could, this, could, this could rattle their nerves. Who knows? But here we go. This is weird. Imagine if someone just walks in, mate. <laughs> Never been to a folk club before, a little bit late. Just wants to see what it's all about. There's me going. <laughs> anyway. Good, wasn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> we, we've had a funny old day actually. We've been working in a school in Beeston, you know Beeston? Uh, we've been doing World War One songs with some kids in Beeston. It was so funny, they didn't have a clue, they didn't understand a word we said, I don't know. You're also posh around here. So, um, and we were trying to get them to guess what kind of musicians we were. We sang Tom Payne's Bones and we said, right, what type of music is that? And uh, crap! <laughs> Been the heart of but then when we finally told them we were folk singers, the teacher had to say, sorry gentlemen, ch children, folk. That's what it's like. <laughs> 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 the kids were like, the kids were like, folk, oh, the folk singers. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the last song, uh, James, is it? No. Nah. Oh, it's not? Oh, right. It's no. Um, uh, right, don't talk too much. Oh, the kids are waving. What would you like, kids? 
Oh, the picture. Oh, yes, yeah. she reminded me about the picture. Anyway, oh, yeah, the, 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 was a, the show was a lovely picture earlier on. Have you seen oh, the yeah. picture, Davey? Yeah. I've got it here. I mean, I don't know if anyone will be able to see it. So I said we'd show it to you. It's really, really oh. it's a lovely picture. Can I see if anyone can guess what song it might be from? If anyone's got her album, you might be able to... Can everybody see that? No. This is a Yeah, no, I forgot the audience. Yeah, no, it's going to come out. Can you hear that, my friend? <laughs> good, isn't it? Good. Yeah. Any ideas? Fox. Fox. Excellent. It's the running fox, Graham Miles. Excellent. We should get them a bit of child labour. We can exploit them. You know, give them some wine gums or something like that. We'll get them round for every single gig, and they do like a little quiz, a picture round. Absolutely brilliant. If you don't enjoy the music, we'll do a picture round. Brilliant. There we are. Right. Do you have a song? We do do songs from time to time, don't we? Let's... Yeah. You all right, Davey, by the way? Yeah. Davey's our logistics expert. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. I think we're okay now. My accordion wires were tangled. Excellent. Well, it's a good job no one noticed. Um, it's still, still tangled. Is it tangled up? Underneath, yeah. I'll lift it up. Right. And then I'll put it down again. Uh, now you're other one. We normally do this, this we normally do this charade as a as an encore piece. <laughs> By the way, can we just say the uh, treasurer saw us in the interval has already given us the money, that's why this is an outside of the so we're not bothered anymore now. We're just saving our voices. He's a bit of man. He's a picture that we drew pretending to the kitchen. <laughs> right. To be honest, Toy Remote, I'm completely ambivalent to uh, the colours orange, blue and indeed silver because uh, I'm blind, I can't see colours and I think you, you knew that. Arthur Unthank knew that. He may only be two years old, but there's something going on. He's trying to weaken my morale. He's trying to dampen my spirits by having the toy remote remind me of my sight loss. My goodness. But again, a brilliant link because I talk about diminishing spirits, and that is the opposite of what this next clip aims to do. It's time to raise your spirits, to give you a spiritual lesson, some moral guidance through the art of storytelling in the guise of the Reverend Eagle. As we head into a new year, I think it's only fitting that I should give you some moral guidance. A lot of people look to me for moral guidance. And uh, so here we are as I don my dog collar and uh, we join our singing weekend in Leicestershire on the Sunday for our, my Sunday sermon. And uh, the clip is a little bit distorted. I don't know why, but the recorder just mysteriously changed levels and decided that it needs to be on a higher sensitivity setting. I'm not sure why that is. Again, that's probably something to do with Arthur Unthank somehow tampering with the recording device. There's a conspiracy there as well. Who's tampering with the recorder? Has he got people on the inside? At the singing weekend even? Well, Arthur Unthank, you failed because the recording sensitivity was very high. And it does distort a little bit, but not enough for it to mean that I'm not going to play it out on the podcast. So you, you failed again, Arthur. You failed again. <laughs> do I have to sit or stand, congregation? As you as you I want people to be able to <laughs> hover in midair. Right. 
Yeah, I leave the miracles to Jesus. <laughs> I am but his servants. Uh, mere servants. Well, welcome, welcome. I am the way, the truth, and the light. But you can just call me David. Um, no, no, it was, of course, uh, a little guy by the name of Jesus, who we mentioned just a little bit earlier. Myself, the Reverend Eagle, will uh, convey to you some words of a spiritual bent. Well, I was struggling for things to come up with, as I often do. I mean, a, a vicar has a lot, of, uh, a lot of obligations. And I was thinking, what can I talk about for this particular sermon? And uh, whenever I'm struggling for things, I always have a sit down in a little chat with the man upstairs. <laughs> a lovely man, he's, he's it, he's called Roger. Um, <laughs> I, I pop around from time to time, he's, he's getting on a little bit and do some cleaning for him and uh, a few odd jobs and then we have a little, a bit of tea. And um, he always says, more tea, Vicar. And I pretend to find it funny because uh, he's, he's getting dementia, so you know, it's just a, a nice thing that I can do for him. And um, he said, why don't you tell this little story? And uh, this is a story about finding the way and finding the truth in all the obstacles and the fog and the miasma, if you will, that uh, plagues our lives. So I was, uh, I was getting a, a piano moved from my home in Manchester to my home in Sheffield. I, I haven't got two homes. I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, getting, I was moving from Manchester to Sheffield, so my piano was being moved. And, uh, but unbeknownst to me, uh, it was being uh, they picked it up the day before, and then they were getting it, they were delivered, and they delivered it at seven o'clock in the morning, when I was uh, still in bed. So I got this knock on the door, and I came down, and it just so happened to coincide with the time that my friend was leaving for work. So my my friend left for work. He lives in uh, he works in York, so he was commuting from Sheffield to York. I walk out the door, he locks the door behind him, and uh, leaves for work. I said, okay. Where would you like the piano? I said, follow me, gentlemen, follow me. And put my hand on the door and realised that the door was locked. And because I'd just come out of bed and wasn't really wearing that much and hadn't put my keys in, I realised I'd not got my keys on me. Nor had I got my phone on me. I thought, what on earth was I going to do in this situation? And so I sort of started to panic because it was sort of pattering with rain, spitting with rain. And I thought, am I going to be lumbered now? Because he wasn't coming back till two days because he had a job interview in York the following day. So he was going to stay over. I thought, am I going to be stuck here, potentially with a piano in the pouring rain for two days? You know, it's going to be quite embarrassing. So I thought of everything. I thought, he said, so you haven't got the key? I said, no, no. He said, you haven't got your phone? And I said, no. At this point, he very helpfully just started going, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Did, and it's amazing and he sort of did it with varying degrees of intonation and inflection as if one of them might be helpful <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah. and um, so I thought what, what on earth am I going to do and I thought well I haven't got my phone and I don't really know my friend Ben's phone number who was travelling to York but I do know the number of my friend Aisha who does know the number of Sean and Sean knows the number of Ben <laughs> Well, after 25 minutes of calls, I can maybe do this. So I, thought, I was just about to say to the man, right, I'm going to have to use your phone to call my friend Aisha, who's then going to have to call Sean. Now I thought, how am I meant to know that the, person, the calls have been successful? So then I'm going to have to tell Aisha that if he successfully gets, she gets successfully gets through to Sean, then she's going to have to call me to let me know, and then Sean's going to have to call me to let me know that Ben's heard, and we're just going to have to keep doing it that way. This could go on for absolutely ages. By, the fact, by that time, Ben could be halfway to work, and I started panicking. And 
my brain was just thinking, what else have I got to do? So as he was dialing the number, he said, look, just check one more time to make sure you haven't got your keys. I said, look, I haven't got my keys, I'm checking. He said, I've got the keys. He says, you haven't got the keys for the front door and you haven't got the keys for the back door. I said, no, the keys for the front door and I haven't got the keys for the back. Hang on a minute, the back door? You mean the door that I came out of? You mean the door? Around the corner that even now as I speak is wide open and waiting <laughs> I said, follow me, gentlemen. <laughs> and the piano was delivered. <laughs> and everybody else has got the wrong piano. No, we haven't. Uh, and then, th this reminds me of a, of a little story which I'll finish with. And it's another story about, it, I think what the trouble is, sometimes we see there's too much going on in our lives and we, we just get obscured by the, the seeming problems around us and we don't look for the simple solution. And uh, I was dropped off by Michael at uh, half two in the morning uh, recently for one of our curb crawling expeditions. And uh, <laughs> we just come back it from the It was a good week. weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, well. Yeah, well. So it certainly was a weekend by the end. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I, uh, I got to uh, my house and uh, opened the door. And I lived with a, a couple of other people. And they obviously had forgotten that I was coming back home. And they'd locked the door on the airlock. And I thought, what to do? Because I didn't want to knock, knock on the door. Because if I knock on the door, it rattles the next door neighbour's door as well. So I thought, oh, I don't want to wake them up because that's going to be really embarrassing. So I thought, right, what can I do? Well, it's obvious. I had my phone with me, so I made a few. I made a phone call, but he wasn't answering. And I kept doing this for a good fifteen minutes. And I thought, right, I really can't knock on the door because I'm going to have to knock loudly, and it's going to wake everybody up next door. So I thought, right. And could maybe get access to the lock from the inside because the rest of it's locked. If I could just get the lock, the air lock, I can maybe do it from the inside. Mm. So I thought, right, what can I use? So I had a look and I tried my uh, kind of deodorant, but it was too thick. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get the door, the deodorant through the door box. So I thought, what else can I use? And I tried using the plug off my computer. I thought that's maybe bendy enough to get round, but again, because it's not, if it was a continental plug, it would have been fine. But because it's a British plug with that sticky out bit, that's where it went wrong. So I couldn't get that through the door. And I thought, what I really need right now, I need something long, hard, and rigid. And don't make it. I didn't, it's not going where you thought, because I, I don't qualify in that department. Isn't that right, right now? Anyway, so. I uh, decided I could use my cane, so I got my uh, my cane out of my bag and um, and began to push it through the door. And I thought this is going to work perfectly. And I had the lock. And I started doing this with the cane. At which point, the elastic of the cane got stuck around the handle of the inside door, <laughs> and the letterbox was fastened. And I couldn't move my hands. So I'm going like this, trying to get the ball off. In the end, I then I was stuck. I couldn't do anything about it. So then I had to get the phone out of my pocket with the other hand and try with one hand desperately. So I'm now trying to make a one-handed call, hoping this time that the, the call's going to go through. And fortunately, it did. And I had to say, right, OK, well, the situation has kind of uh, increased a little bit. I was just going to ring it and say I'm locked in, but now I've got my hand stuck through the letter one. <laughs> he let me through. And he said, what on earth were you doing? I said, well, I didn't want to knock the neighbours. He said, well, I can understand that because it would rattle through the whole thing. He said, so what, what on earth, why did you end up with your hands? I said, well, I was trying to use the cane to open the door and I tried to use the deodorant. That didn't work. I tried to use the bug. I tried everything that common sense would... Um, and he said, well, did you not think to ring the doorbell? <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot. So, 
With that in mind, I want you to think maybe on a problem in your life. <laughs> Is it really insurmountable? Or are you being blinded by obstacles that aren't there? You're looking for, for avenues and you're going through blind alleys and you're not really looking for the option which may be straight ahead of you. Maybe the answer to your problems is a lot simpler than you think. No problem is insurmountable. I want you to think about that. Unless, of course, the problem is I've just been on a hugely disappointed singing weekend. Is there a refund policy? The answer is no sod off. Today's shape is a circle. Ah, actually, that's not a bad feature. I think we could maybe bring that to the podcast in April. The new series of podcasts, Shape of the Day. But for now, it's time to head to Chester. We can't persuade Mike and Dave that we six of them off our new album, which we'd love to sell you, but the kids said, oh, we'll do it tonight. We'll just drift in the land, I think. That's yeah. a good one. Are you up for that one? Mm. Mm. Yes, for that. From. <laughs> I love the fact we've, we've done this new album and... It worked absolutely fine, we recorded it no problem. But then every single time I suggest a song from the new album to Michael, he goes, no, no, I can't sing that one. So why can't you sing it? Oh, it's too high for me. No, I can't so sing that song, no, no, it's no, too no, low so. for me. What on earth? Have we got any singers in the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, of course. Right. But, have, and, and is, is it just me? Are you going to do what? Well, I will do if you don't shut up. Um, <laughs> I don't shut up. No, I think you mean if I do shut up. So you can't even get a sentence up. That's why I do it up all the time, you can't even put a sentence together. <laughs> it's so, the worst thing in the world. What? Go on. <laughs> the worst thing in the world, isn't it, when you let bass singers give you the key? It's horrendous. So if you use a bass singer, if any singers out there, you know what it is, because they, you know, obviously they want to show their masculinity by... <laughs> yeah, Michael, remember what happened? Remember what happened to the last time you tried to show your masculinity? You weren't allowed to get for a year, you were in prison. Right. <laughs> I can sing high, I can... I could do that if I wanted to, alright? Well, you won't want you to. So, let's do this beautiful Graham Miles song. I don't understand what the thing is. You can choose, I just, no, just for my you choose the key then. It's lovely. I'll choose the key. Oh, uh, anyway, so, that's thing. Any singers in the audience, that is true, isn't it? If you let the bass singer give you the key, they're only going to think about themselves in those notes. Is that correct? Yes. Exactly. Hang on, there's a lot of women going, yes. It's difficult when I'm on my steroids. You know Choose your own key, okay. I'll do whatever key you want. Well, that'd be right. Do you want me to give you a key? We'll do it the no, key. No, I'll give you the key. Here's a couple of clips from a gig earlier this year in Wales. It's lovely to be here. Another, yeah. another sweaty night in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that, Mr. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information there. Oh, Moving on to the next song. Yeah. We've been, it took us like 17 hours to get here or something <laughs> daft like that. After sort of ridiculing all of our singing heroes, Bob Fox, the Wilson family, for wearing shorts on stage. We, um, what well, you say, we? I haven't. Oh, no, no, you've come. got your long ones on. I yeah. haven't succumbed. Keep them wanting more, that's my one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the second half, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, someone's got an allergy to my bare legs, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, of course, was Billy Bragg's fantastic yeah. uh, Between the Wars, written in 1984, before we were all born, incidentally. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. supposed to be showing you eggs. Yeah. It's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a working men's club. That's not selling any CDs now, even sort of the audience. Uh, I said was when the song was. Yeah, but it was it was kind of pointed. I felt. Was it? Don't know what you felt. It was like pointed. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna say not much. Uh, I wasn't showing up at all. I was gonna. I was. If they hadn't all gone, uh, I was gonna say. It's amazing how little has changed in 31 years. Yeah. You see, that's that. what I was going to say. You see, yeah. what's good about that is yeah. you choose the way that some people think it's all scripted. You choose by that reaction, just by going, uh, yeah. you completely changed yeah, the whole gig now. <laughs> you see, now we're on a gig, we're on a gig setting number 30, 32. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Michael does the talking from now on. What are you, Michael? <laughs> We had a great time here though. I think the first time we ever sang in Wales was at the Swansea uh, Maritime Shanty Festival with Baggy Rickle over there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great weekend. They put us up in an old people's home, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with some. Some, well, I don't know if anyone knows them, but basically it was some fascist pirates. <laughs> the, the pirate bit was meant to be. They were character actors. But um, when we actually got talking to them, they were very hospitable, didn't they? And invited us for a drink and stuff. We had a bit of a chat. But once we got talking to them, we realised that they were sort of Decided piratical right in yeah. other ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've never like been back to Swansea. <laughs> Um, yes, that was quite odd thing. And that was, but actually, we say about performing with 17 people, I think we performed with less people at the Swansea Festival, didn't we? Because that was just councillors and stuff. <laughs> I like the fact that, uh, well, yeah, I like the fact that Sean started this anecdote. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I'm just like, most of the organisers are in the second row, oh. Dave. You said. <laughs> 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 okay. from you Sean was literally just the last time we did this is Wales and then and then you stopped so no. I thought well I'm going to continue this now and tell some sort of story about it. You can just stop digging now. Well I can do but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the next, this is the next 45 minutes and then when we eventually come off we're going to people are going to shout more and I'm going to just continue saying that as well. No. <laughs> okay there we are. It was a lovely festival though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for on this. It's like Sean setting me up for anecdote roulette. He starts it off. I don't know what he's going to say next. Very fortunate tonight because even though we've had the eight-hour traffic incident and stuff, but in spite of all that, we're very lucky tonight. It's been a lovely gig, and I'm not saying it's coming to an end. I don't have no idea how long we are. I mean, time doesn't matter when you enjoy a gig as much as this, does it, Sean? Michael? No, no, no. I'm not excited. But what I'm really looking forward to is much of this is what has been laid on for us with Greg and Lindsay uh, <laughs> putting us up. Now they said, uh, we said, uh, well, he said, we've pulled out all the softy lads, we've got, uh, for you, we've got, we've got a chilli, we've got a chicken curry, and we've got a lamb casserole. And I thought, oh, that's nice. I thought, well, what do you think, Mr. Greg? I think I'll have the chicken curry. He says, oh, no, no, no. You have it all. <laughs> Three course meal. I hope it's going to be tapas. <laughs> the last time you did that, well, let's not go into that. <laughs> tapas and me. He gets away with it because he can't see very well. Bit of a tapas, isn't that right, Greg? <laughs> that's what he calls it. He's out of the room, I think. Is he gone? Is he? Hey, he's gone home, I think. He's got to repair. He's got to repair his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Greg. 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 Oh, Greg.
I mean, after three courses, I'm much over up to be it, to be honest. With you. <laughs> Today's game is Cake. Clearly a popular choice there with the children uh, And maybe again, another feature for the podcast In April, the young'uns play patter cake I'm not sure how that would work Who gets uh, folk celebrities, folk guests To play patter cake with us I can't even remember how patter cake goes But I've got until April to research that And we've got a very good research department On the young'uns podcast As I said, the people higher up have, uh, have installed a really good research department And apparently it's getting even more Money ploughed into it next year So that'll be good, so I think that's one of the things I'll set them on to, researching the rules or exactly what patter kick is. But right now, it's time to head to a house concert that we did earlier this year in Lewisham. Uh, and a house concert, uh, we've explained before, but it is a very simple concept. Basically, it's a concert inside someone's house uh, where we perform in front of uh, selected invited guests. And uh, they, there's all sorts of lovely canapes and homemade food, which is eaten as we uh, sing. And what better way to enjoy your lovely homemade food uh, while listening to a band Talking about feces. I know, that's the perfect recipe, isn't it? So that's exactly what happens in these clips from Lewisham. We're gonna do a song of ours now called It's a little chord that we have there. Yeah. <laughs> Makes better understand. There'll be a there'll be a, a basic comprehension quiz. <laughs> the interval there it's obviously. Totally speaking, no, but again, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda of like teeth like cling on there. It's Thank you very much. Um, I think, is it, have we got to have one more before the pudding? Yeah. One more before the pudding? Yes, string said we have to have... Oh, what have I done with water? That's the question. Do you want some more water? No, no, I've got it. It's just disappeared somewhere. Uh, under the guitar bag. Under the guitar. It's a new yeah. game, everybody. Where is the water? <laughs> <laughs> there is an app. <laughs> you can get your phone called Where's My Water? <laughs> and it basically, it tells you... Where your water is. Well, it tells you where you're, it's not, it's, it's basically where your, your poo has oh. gone, basically. Oh. Oh. So well, you, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right. So what you do well, is when you, when you go for a poo, poo, when you go for a poo, you, um, you write it down uh, on this app, you mark it, it knows your location, it knows your location, obviously. Yeah. The location of you or the poo? Well, it knows the location where you are. Ruben's got his under question. Yes. Ruben would like. Go on, Ruben. Question, there is actually a game. It's a game? Yeah, there is. It's where a crocodile loses his water in the bathtub. Oh. Oh. It's, true. it's true. It's true. So there you are. <laughs> so it's not an app, it's a game. I'm sure there's, there's a thing called Where's My Water? I'm sure it's what it's called. Oh, there's some kind of app. you do that, I've got to find it. Yeah, you? what happens? <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you flush the toilet, obviously, and it's there, isn't it? You flush the toilet, and when it goes down, it tells you where it is at this current moment in time. So there you are. <laughs> Through the sewers. Is there anyone who wants this app? I don't know, I only oh, know. I've got it, yet. Where's, where's, where's my poop toilet sniper? Toilet sniper? <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't made that up, that's not a dream. Anyway. If you it's, just a it's a game, yeah, and if you fail, you've got to select which toilet. Oh, the game, yeah. 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 Select which toilet and then... <laughs> and what happens in the game? <laughs> you don't know yet. Well, we can look at this a little bit later. <laughs> Over pudding. This, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the perfect. <laughs> this is all stage. This Michael's battery ran out half an hour. Ah, oh, so anyway, with that in mind, here is a French song about whale killing and lost love, all rolled into one. So, yeah. We don't endorse uh, lost love, 
Would I help you forgive the cane French? Sort of casual racism that didn't. That wasn't racism. I didn't change the notes. I didn't even change the sound I made. I didn't go ha he ha. That's what you were after. That's what you were after. I have got a French person here. Have you? Yeah. I just leapt off the balcony. Who's the French person here? Oh, I didn't want to say. Who's the French here? Come on. Just to bring a pudding, but uh, yeah. <laughs> someone told me in France that that was the one word that needed. No, because word. you said door before that. Dosh, door, Sammy, you said. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. So you've yeah. changed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all's well, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Did it make sense then? Did it? Yeah, it does look good. Oh, thank you. I understood. Douche is douche. 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 Yeah, douche. So what's the Someone, I think we got told the word. Shower. 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 Come on, Dis- Fred, my no, sweet no, shower. No, no, no. Yeah, here it is. What's his pet name? Do you remember? Do you remember your French name? My darling shower. Don't, don't sell the banyan ya and douche. What I'm more worried about, Davey, is when the next time you go home and you, if you're sort of on the way to the shower and your dad sees like bruising all the way around your stomach. Well, my dad doesn't watch me in the shower. I think we all have a kind of family union. Someone give Charlie. All right, no, no, just, just because. You, I'm, I am worried about you because you are literally <laughs> whacking your stomach. Is this just an excuse to save my stomach? No, 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 That's only one. I'm just a bit concerned that the next time someone does see your stomach, they'll think we're beating you up or something. Ah. So I just want to put that clear on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the recording. There we go. Yeah. It's on the recording. <laughs> Everything's fine. Cool. So that one was written, as we said, by Ron Angel, who was uh, our one of our first heroes when we discovered folk music ten years ago. And Ron sadly died just over a year ago. Um, but it was his idea uh, to call us the Youngins, which seemed good at the time, <laughs> um, and still works pretty much. Welcome to Lewis from everybody. Oh, yeah. 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 There'll be a couple of stabbings and then they'll go quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appropriate. Uh, Pass the quinoa side, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this book recently in a shop in Sheffield, actually, and it was called Middle Class Problems, and it was just full of little sort of anecdotes, real anecdotes. Of this guy had overheard people say, like, one of them was, uh, I've been pronouncing quinoa incorrectly for years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is meant to be quinoa. Quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. It is, isn't it? It's real. I'm not joking. There's quinoa. Is it? Quinoa. Yes, it's quinoa. quinoa. No, it's not. Can I say in white words? No, because for years, I said quinoa. Yeah,
It's like an African dish or something, is it? No, it's yeah, not it's South American. South American. It's South American. Well, apparently it's they say Kanoa. Apparently, Kanoa, do they? Apparently so. Sounds Sounds a bit South American. Oh, you thought they were African a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, do you know? I'm, I'm just saying. Apparently, yeah, it is South Kanoa. American in the audience. Yes, how do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? How do you say it, my friend? Kanoa. Kanoa. Preview of uh, Mike Oldfield's next piece. Uh, <laughs> very good. Well, it works. It worked. Yeah. Sounded rubbish, but it worked, didn't it? It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, it's gone for it again. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have an encore. Well, it's time for our final clip of this week's podcast. Our final clip of the year and our final clip of this current podcast series before we return again in April. We're in a little bit of a quandary now because I think we've gone to our last song. We've realised we've got two requests that we haven't done. So, I don't know how we're going to do Can we mix them together somehow? We could always do a mashup. We could. One's in French and one's in English. That might be quite difficult. One's a whale killing song, the other's about a mosque. Big up a land, 
Thank you for listening to this podcast and to the other podcasts. If you've listened to the podcast before, how many podcasts you may have listened to, thank you very much for that. Um, we'll be back in the new year. We'll be back in April presenting you with clips from Australia, Canada, and from Birmingham. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Something to look forward to there. Me personally, I'll be doing some blogs and things and all sorts of bits and pieces from the 1st of January. I'll be uploading stuff. So check that out if you want, davideagle.co.uk. Otherwise, in terms of the young'uns, we shall be back podcast-wise in April. Till then, from me, David Eagle, Happy New Year and goodbye. We'll be back soon.